listening to the State Bar of Texas podcast channel. I'm Jillian Beck. In this episode, we'll hear Rocky Deer of Dallas-based Atlas Legal Research and the host of Texas Bar TV talking with Texas lawyers and legal professionals about important trends and topics in the law. Hi there, everybody. This is Rocky Deer coming to you from Texas Bar TV here at the State Bar Annual Meeting in lovely Dallas, Texas. It's 2017, day two of our meeting and the final day of our meeting. It's it's June 23rd. It's a Friday. So, you know, thank goodness it's Friday and thank goodness we've got some great speakers lined up even today. I've got one of those sitting next to me here today. We've got Professor Craig Ball from UT, the long Longhorn. Hook him horns. There you go. Yeah, we've got... Professor Craig Ball from UT Law School, he's given us a talk today about e-discovery, right? What's the title of your talk? Ten Things That Trouble Judges About E-Discovery. I'm very privileged to give this talk with Judge Xavier Rodriguez in United States District Court for the Western District of Texas. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised because I'll tell you, everybody I've talked to, we, they, they talk about everything except e-discovery. I mean, I've, I've met people that have talked about AI, there's cybersecurity, there's, you know, there's law practice management tips. E-discovery, to, pardon me for saying this, but it seems a little kind of 2006. I mean, absolutely. You know, why is it still relevant? It was 2006. It was 1996, <laughs> 1986, folks. Uh, uh, we've had personal computers for going on 35 years. Sure. E-discovery has been there, but... I have to say, as someone who's been trying for literally decades to try to help the uh, lawyers and judges of Texas get up to speed on electronic evidence in Discovery Rocky, um, I underestimated the ingenuity of lawyers. Boy, are we good at persuading ourselves that this is somebody else's problem and um, we shouldn't have to know this. We were good in law school. We've become good lawyers. Why do we have to learn about all this electronic stuff? You know, I still remember the late 1990s when when conventions and conferences like these were focused on whether email should be used. And now it's ubiquitous, right? Everybody, every, lawyers can't survive without their smartphones or emails. But uh, Truthfully, we've even moved well beyond email for a, a generation of people, young lawyers, certainly. Sure. Email is what their grandparents used. Right, uh, absolutely. They're texting everything. But it's, it's just, it's funny how we're always so, we seem to be a little afraid of change, right? We, we just, we don't want to take on new things. And so it's, I'd still rather use a use a fax machine. Right? <laughs> the, the rule in the law is we were not going to embrace e-discovery until the expiration of, of 21 years after a life in being. So, <laughs> uh, we're going to find some rule against perpetuity's approach but, to this. Spoken like a professor. This is why he's a professor, because I could never come up with something like that. I'm not... <laughs> just call me Craig. <laughs> <laughs> professor Craig? Is that better? No, just Craig. Just, just Craig. So let's say, let's say I've, I'm a litigator. I've got this case... And there's going to be, there's going to be maybe a terabyte or more of information, documents that I've got to call through. Walk, walk us through the steps when you're faced with a case like that. Well, let me look at it first from the sheer economics of it, because okay. I think every client looks at the economics of a case. What is this going to cost me? Is often a client's first question. Absolutely, and, and they have sure. a, a right to be concerned, considering the high cost of litigation. Do we want to live in a society where the person who's been um, injured or suffered a loss in the ten thousand to twenty to thirty thousand dollar range is relegated to no remedies? There's nowhere for them to go. 
today virtually 100% of the information yeah. that serves as evidence in cases is born digitally, lives electronically, and will never find itself onto paper. Once you realize that the evidence we must marshal is electronic, then it behooves us to have a low-cost, proportionate way to deal with the information needed for the small cases as well as the large. I don't worry about justice for the wealthiest in our society. They will find a way. I don't worry about justice for the biggest corporations. They have the resources to mount a defense. Where is justice for people like you and me and everybody and, and, Mm -hmm. and our families? If we don't have a way for them to be able to come to the courthouse and defend themselves economically or to prosecute their claims economically, then the system has failed us and has failed everyone. So is there a way to do that, or are you suggesting that we need to find a way? Oh, no, we have ways to do it. It's just a way that we don't want to embrace. And the answer is the castor oil of all of this (laughs) is that we have to have a mechanism to make the marshalling of electronic evidence, the fundamentals of electronic evidence, a part of each lawyer, certainly each litigator and trial lawyer's repertoire. Well, Craig, thank you for thank you for being thank here you, today. Rocky. Pleasure. And thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next time on Texas Bar TV. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.